0: Welcome to Why Is This Good, a podcast by the Naples Raiders Workshop. I'm Christine and I'm here with John. Hey, John. Hello. All right. It's my turn. And keeping with this theme for this round, I didn't like search movie lists, but I remembered that one of the ones that I had been seeing on the list a couple of times was The Curious Case of Benjamin Button by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And yeah, it was published in 1922. So it's old as shit. Benjamin nodded coldly. Pretty little thing, he said indifferently. But when the Negro boy had led the buggy away, he added, Dad, you might introduce me to her. They approached a group of which Miss Moncrief was the center. Reared in the old tradition, she curtsied low before Benjamin. Yes, he might have a dance. He thanked her and walked away, staggered away. The interval until the time for his turn should arrive dragged itself out. Interminably, he stood close to the wall, silent, inscrutable, watching with murderous eyes the young bloods of Baltimore as they eddied around Hildegard Moncrief, passionate admiration on their faces obnoxious they seemed to Benjamin, how intolerably rosy, their curly brown whiskers aroused in him a feeling equivalent to indigestion. But when his own time came and he drifted with her out upon the changing floor to the music of the latest waltz from Paris, his jealousies and anxieties melted from him like a mantle of snow. Blind with enchantment, he felt that life was just beginning. You and your brother got here just as we did, didn't you? asked Hildegard, looking up at him with eyes that were like bright blue enamel. Benjamin hesitated. If she took him for his father's brother, would it be best to enlighten her? He remembered. Remembered his experience at Yale, so he decided against it. It would be rude to contradict a lady. It would be criminal to mar this exquisite occasion with the grotesque story of his origin. Later, perhaps, so he nodded, smiled, listened, was happy. I like men of your age, Hildegard told him. Young boys are so idiotic. They tell me how much champagne they drink at college and how much money they lose playing cards. Men of your age know how to appreciate women. Benjamin felt himself on the verge of a proposal. With an effort, he choked back the impulse. You're just the romantic age, she continued. Fifty. Twenty-five is too worldly, wise. Thirty is apt to be pale from overwork. Forty is the age of long stories that take a whole cigar to tell. Sixty is, oh, sixty is too near seventy, but fifty is the mellow age. I love fifty. Fifty seemed to Benjamin, a glorious age. He longed passionately to be fifty. I've always said, went on Hildegard, that I'd rather marry a man of fifty and be taken care of than marry a man of thirty and take care of him. For Benjamin, the rest of the evening was bathed in a honey-colored mist. Hildegard gave him two more dances and they discovered that they were marvelously in accord on all the questions of the day. She was to go driving with him on the following Sunday and then they would discuss all of these questions further. Going home in the Phaeton just before the crack of dawn, when the first bees were humming and the fading moon glimmered in the cold dew, Benjamin knew vaguely that his father was discussing wholesale hardware. And what do you think should merit our biggest attention after hammers and nails? The elder Button was saying, Love, replied Benjamin absentmindedly. Lugs, exclaimed Roger Button. Why, I've just covered the question of love. Benjamin regarded him with dazed eyes just as the eastern sky was suddenly cracked with light and an oriole yawned piercingly in the quickening trees. I shared this part because I thought it was cute and funny, but also it to me, it felt as if it hit its stride in terms of the writing itself. I felt like I was paying attention mostly to the writing, versus, like especially that last line. He was being beautiful and literary, you know, and I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> and I think part of my problem in picking a lot of these books or stories that I've read, knowing that they're based on movies, is like I'm comparing them, you know. So here I was obviously consumed by how you would tell this plot. I just remember the movie itself being like long and drawn out and sad Sad and like whimsical, too. You know, you're like, This could never happen. So, I think you like went to the theater because it was like, This could never happen. And because you're like, Brad Pitt's so hot, even old, even old, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) especially young, but even old. And with this, I was just kind of like, I because to me, this, this story seems like a concept story when on its face, what you remember of it is that he ages in reverse, right? That's the concept, that's like all you really remember. You don't really remember like what the uh literary underpinnings are. And in this sense, it's the idea that he never has a place you know he's he's always like behind too far behind or too far ahead and i don't know like what it's getting at in terms of like a larger theme or takeaway but i cried when i read it and like i'm sure i would have cried in the film too like i said it's been too long to see it but i they achieved something here other than the concept of like isn't it wouldn't it be interesting if you're born old and died young and i think it was kind of like this feeling that he was always missing out on something you know it was really sad like i said i don't know what like the larger theme is except like i really truly identified with this character versus not identified but like I empathized with him throughout I was like this sucks god this sucks this sucks and especially when um, it occurs to him it's pretty late in the story he has that scene where he's talking about how he thought at some point this trick that had been been, like happening throughout his life was going to even out and at some point when he was actually 30 and had been alive for 30 years then it would stop like it would freeze and then he kind of realizes like this isn't going to stop and it becomes increasingly sad that like first of all he's born as like this old man with all his experience and knowledge of the world and like all he wants to do is like to be treated as his age right he's capable of more than they're giving him credit for at first he's like please i'd like to eat solid food and talk to adults you know, and they're having trouble doing that for him. Then they finally kind of give in. but it's almost sadder when he's younger and he goes to enlist in the army again. But like physically his voice cracks when he's trying to, to say that like, I am a man, I'm a 70 year old. Like I'm a, I'm an experienced veteran, you know, that is when it got so sad. And when he finally realized that like, this wasn't going to stop and he was going to die when he (laughs) was a baby. It was so sad. And then especially the part where it's like all the other kids went on to first grade and he stayed in kindergarten. And then like pretty soon, like the only joys in life were like physical touch cuz that was the only thing that registered. Like at that age you don't have memories or anything. It was sad. Do you remember watching the movie? Did you see it? Oh, I never saw the movie, no. Okay. So what did you think of the story?
1: So a while ago, I was thinking about I was like F. Scott Fitzgerald is this American writer that uh huge in the pantheon of writers. I should bring F. Scott Fitzgerald story to the
0: <laughs> podcast.
1: But I kept looking at it like every anthology has a different one and um, yeah. Every list I consulted, like nobody can agree on if he has like a good story, like the best story of his. And hey, that one. Yeah. And I read a few and I was like, I don't know if I really like this one or this one or this one. Then I just was like, uh, I'll find something else. I'll come back to it. So when I saw that you had sent this one over, I was like, okay, there we go. There, there's a F. Scott Fitzgerald. Somebody else made the decision for me. But I gotta say, I didn't like this one
0: <laughs> compared to like his other work, or like just no in compared to
1: just stories.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There
1: is. You're exactly right. There is some some really deep poignancy developed in this, yeah. especially at the end. Yes. But overall, I didn't think this was that great of a story. No, like, I didn't. I, think it was I a didn't concept. believe. Yes, exactly. Yes, I call it monological. It's one idea, and it doesn't okay. doesn't have any more ideas. But besides that, like I didn't believe a lot of the characters' action, like other characters' oh, actions. Yeah. I didn't believe for sure what was happening, like uh, how people were reacting. And
0: it's like uh every fairy tale, right? Like we're not supposed to believe that Cinderella has a ball and a gallon And no, mice. no,
1: it's yeah. not like that. It's not like it's magical. and I don't believe that he's raging in reverse. It's that characters. The- I don't believe these are people. They're they don't seem to be behaving the way people should behave like um if you were confronted by this you would not act in that way <laughs> like they, when the character says something i'm like what <laughs>
0: right i totally agree with that i don't think it's a fault of his inability to create characters though i think it's more what you comfortably slip into with a genre that feels like fairy tale
1: there's also a tone problem like some of it seems to be meant to be comic and i I, the first like many pages of it i was like what what tone like what is he trying to do with the tone of this thing i'm not quite sure where to land with it am i supposed to be laughing at these things like all these characters are so angry but they're being funny i'm not sure
0: (laughs) Yeah, I get, like, going with the Cinderella reference, like, her stepfamily is horrific to her. And you're like, would people really be this horrific? Just kind of like how in this, like, his dad is horrible to him. His son is horrible to him.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not just the horribleness, though, to me. It's like the, his dad is, like, denying reality.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I still think it's like, because we know that F. Scott Fitzgerald, I mean, can do other things better than this. Oh, yeah. I think it's just like a fault. Like the fact that it's a premise that he just yeah you know he didn't really spend a lot of time with these other you know he he just he probably whipped That's through right. this.
1: I, I feel like he had one idea and he, yeah. he, he traced it out and he thought he'd add some fun stuff along the way, which, you yeah. know, some of it was, you know, it's like moments that were great, but overall I didn't, I didn't think it had a, except like, what well, you pointed out that just that developing poignancy of what he's missing out on. And then this, the ending part, the ending part was like affecting in a lot of ways. Yeah. But throughout the mode, the beginning of it and through the middle, I was just struggling with it.
0: Right. I didn't read criticism on this because I kind of read it as like a throwaway story in terms of like yeah, I didn't, drawing. Yeah much out of it but the only thing i can think is like there were other themes throughout with the wife in particular that make me think that maybe this is one good thing to draw on but with the wife i felt a certain poignancy toward her too because she was at one point the young prize and then the roles were reversed and he cast her away and it was horrific yeah and like she sounded like she was a bump on the log by the end but like they didn't get to age together so she was like this young pretty prize when he looked like a 50 year old and then when she's 15 he's 30 he's like god she's so boring she's so ugly i can have any girl i want i'm not gonna divorce her though. i'm just gonna like go party with these other women i'm like benjamin you're going to college (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was like, Benjamin, you got it coming. FYI. So that was terrible. And then I'm thinking like, you know, if you were going to maybe expand on that theme, then you could think about how horrible we are to old people, which this story did, and how tender we are with babies. You know, like kids have no, we all view them as innocent. And in this story, this is the opposite of an innocent child. By the end, things like his memory were removed. So you could kind of argue he wasn't really a 70 year old at that point. But he was a young child that had done horrific things during his entire life and he was still being comforted and coddled in a lot of ways but like as an old man when he's like please respect me I want to wear a suit like I don't want to wear a onesie they're like you don't know what's good for you like if there's anything that's like true outside of this ridiculous premise it could be those things the way we treat women and how they age the way we coddle all children is innocent and perfect even though I've met some horrific children and the way we cast aside old people because they are on a whole very annoying um <laughs> The only person that deserves to do that are the, are the aged. Just kidding. That's really like big thing I can draw on. But otherwise, I was just like I said, kind of like I cried. I was like surprised that I cried. Doesn't take much these days, but. <laughs>
1: I want to give an example of what I was talking about with, like, this is a moment when I wrote in the margin, I said, what is this story?
0: But (laughs) just
1: the the idea that people behave in such bizarre ways and the tone just seems so weird. So he's in the hospital. His baby has just been born, which, by the way, this baby doesn't have a mother. It's just the father.
0: Oh, I I wrote that on the margin right away. I was like, uh, if anything, she'd be horrified. It's the mother that just gave birth to a (laughs) full-size fucking
1: She never shows up. She's not in the Yeah, maybe
0: it's because she died in childbirth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) she must have and he you know nobody mourns her she doesn't exist anyway so he's thinking about the future a grotesque picture formed itself with dreadful clarity before the eyes of the tortured man a picture of himself walking through the crowded streets of the city with this appalling apparition stalking by its side he's thinking of his what he thinks of as a baby but he's a 70 year old man i can't i can't he moaned people would stop to speak to him and what was he going to say he would have to introduce this this septuagenarian This is my son, born early this morning. And then the old man would gather his blanket around him and they would plod on past the bustling stores, the slave market for a dark instant Mr. Button wished passionately that his son was black, past the luxurious houses of the residential district, past the home for the aged uh was he gonna he wanted to sell his uh this this old man
0: yeah dude i read that come
1: pull yourself together commanded the nurse see here the old man announced suddenly if you think i'm going to walk home in this blanket you're entirely mistaken babies always have blankets what babies always have blankets he acknowledges that it's an old man it's a septuagenarian but he refuses to acknowledge that this not a baby might require something more than baby things that's that was i was you know when gregor samsa turned into a giant bug his family reacted to him as if he was a giant bug not (laughs) as if he was gregor samsa
0: anyway i have no excuse for any of this other than like i feel like i ignored like the first two sections Oh, yeah. I was so bored by this whole intro. I was like, how much time are we going to spend on the birth? Because I knew that the story was so short, and we spent so much time like marveling at the fact that he was born old. And I was like, this isn't even the crux of the story. Like, let's get into it. You know, I think this just goes to prove like F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote this in a weekend, yeah. and he's like, this, this is good enough. Like, I don't think there's like a whole lot of thought or editing. Cause yeah, they spent way too much time. And then, like, even like the scenes walking through the streets, it's like, I'm bored by this. I want to see like what he does with his life. And that's also part of why. I read the section I did because it felt like the first part where he was going to have agency like he liked that woman and wanted to be with that woman and he ended up getting to do exactly that whereas he was rejected from Yale because he's weird and old he just yes, went to work yeah. for his dad because he had to like this is the point in his timeline of life where he hit his stride it's probably the equivalent of like reading a story about a little kid and until they're 18 they can't like really do anything And that's really when the pace picks up you know so here he's yeah. like alright he's coming of age at 50 He's going to like take this story by the reins. It was more interesting.
1: Yeah. And I think he literally does because that beginning part, it's mostly through his father's point of view. It's like, yes, you know, yes. the father's outside the hospital and the doctor's like, I'm leaving. I, how could you do this to me? And you know, we, do, we meet the baby through the father's point of view.
0: We spend a lot of time in the hospital's reputation.
1: that's right
0: (laughs) i was like this doesn't even this argument doesn't make sense
1: no so it's told in his point of the father's point of view it's not told in uh, benjamin's point of view until later but yeah and so that section where she he's interested in her yeah i think after that point you're right it's a better story for him Like, his journey is more interesting at that point. But I was questioning this uh, where she's like, uh, I like men your age. It's like, who is this girl? Who who are you writing, F. Scott Fitzgerald? (laughs) Who are you writing for? Yeah,
0: it was a weird thing. Yeah, and you also kind of wanted to tell her, like, it only gets worse from here, sweetie. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. start
1: when they're 50? No, no, no.
0: yeah I, I don't know I felt like the story was just like trying to figure out what it was for that whole first section if I was going to criticize I'd be like cut all this you know blah 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 because I didn't care so much about the father as I did like Benjamin yes the father acts like the worst thing in the world is to have a son that's old when really the worst thing in the world is to age reverse
1: yeah there could be something said about fatherhood yeah you'd have to introduce the mother somehow but
0: <laughs> oh I know that's terrible but like the, as soon as like Benjamin like marries this girl like they don't even like talk about the dad anymore then like it'd comes about like his son who's like you can live with me but you got to call me uncle like I, I, I yeah to your point about like these aren't real characters I yeah I don't buy that the predominant reaction to Benjamin would be that you're embarrassed by him yeah. like nobody at any point in 70 years empathizes with this guy or is like marveling at the situation they're just kind of like this is weird and I don't want to explain it to anyone like what proper society however I will mention that I briefly considered that I wish I'd be able to sell him on the slave trade like <laughs> God, they're happy with with like thinking horrible thoughts, but not having an old son. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, I guess, you know, except that like I was touched by some of it. And like, I don't think that this is an argument against stories that are like purely conceptual on the outset. If you have an idea for something like really fun and you want to write it, I think you should write it. But I think if you want it to be publishable or something that people remember for more than the premise, then it has to have an actual story to it that is, you know, relatable in some way and like has a message or a point. But like I said, the only other thing that I kind of think of that this reminded me of was another movie based one. And I think that has a lot to do with Hollywood. Hollywood picks conceptual stories. Yes. Because they'll add the shit to it and then they'll be able to say they'll make it theirs. But like they don't care about how it ends or anything. But the only other story, this one in particular reminded me of the Walter Minnie one, because I think it was a concept and I think it was brief. But I think the way that writer got away with it is how short it was. You know, it ended before. I mean, this guy took too long to do this thing. It could have been much shorter and still probably made me cry. And then I wouldn't have treated it like a short story gone wrong. I would have been like, this is a cute conceptual thing that managed to make me cry. I guess I think it's just like kind of similar where I didn't have a great expectation from the Walter Mitty story when I realized what it was. But here it's like I invested a little bit more time. And so it is a little bit more kind of disappointing that there wasn't more to
1: it i wouldn't i don't know that i would have finished this if i didn't have yeah, to. exactly so yeah. like, i wouldn't have gotten to that poignancy at the end unless we we're yes. recording <laughs> this episode
0: there's even no hint that there's going to be a turn in terms of like it hitting its stride in the middle there we yeah. didn't get the sense that there's like impending agency about to happen
1: so i would think that you know to quote unquote fix the story i would make mm-hmm. the characters more realistic you know have them respond to what there was actually happening in front of them rather than be cutouts for some kind of theme right the confusion about him is it makes sense there should be confusion about him but the confusion can manifest more realistically it can like when he's supposed to be a baby but he's a 70 year old man that is a crazy thing but when you walk in the room you don't try to put a diaper on him which they didn't do but you know yeah equivalent you treat him as it's like okay i don't know what's happening here but i guess we'll get you some pants
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah he could have done things to make the a little more believable
1: yeah you just make the other characters believable the characters and the way in which they interact with him believable then you can reach for more it doesn't have to just be the one thing
0: yeah i mean that kind of sounds like your takeaway like the only other thing i like kind of learned from this is something I've said before, which is like if you do have a concept, like I think you should write it. I'm glad F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote this. It's an interesting thing to think about, whether or not he explored all the possibilities of what this might entail. Like it got picked up for a movie because there's something interesting here. It's interesting to think about, like what would happen if you had to age in reverse? Like what what's what are the oh, merits absolutely. of aging the way we age? Like this is interesting. So if he wanted to write it, I'm glad he wrote it.
1: The way we treat age too, the ageism and the various yeah, various good. guises within society is, is a of really fertile grounds for exploring as a theme
0: yeah so the only other thing i would say is just kind of like if you have a concept story and you know that which you might not know that but if when you are able to describe your story to someone it's like a what if story you know what yeah. if you reverse you know if it's one of those maybe that's a good way to recognize it or if, even if you know that like the story is going to kind of run its course layer in something meaningful and then you probably have something really good like there's no concept story that i want to read there's concept up movies that I will go watch for sure because what do those have sex drugs Loud explosions. They're visually impactful. If you have like a headlining actress or actor, I'll go for that. Like Benjamin Button, who knows if it would have gotten off the ground without Brad fucking Pitt.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about the movie now. What did they add to it? You gotta
0: go see it. Because
1: that's the, basically my takeaway is you can't write a story with one idea. You gotta have more than one idea. Even if they're small ideas that you kind of like flop on the edges of it. Kind of like niggle where he adds all the paintings around the big painting. You have to put more ideas in there you can weave two together just like he has one idea here he doesn't right. have an idea for any of the other characters so i'm thinking about the movie it's like did they do something else with it did they change it make it more realistic did they like what did they do to the movie to make it yeah to make it a movie and make it better i'm curious i i never saw it
0: yeah but yeah i do think like you can add something and it doesn't have to be like that it was your brilliant concept to write about ageism through the lens of a man that ages backwards it could be okay that like your concept was a story about a man that ages backwards Oh, wait, uh, I'm going to add this because it kind of is poignant. You know, like that's not cheating or anything. You don't have to like have thought about this perfect melding of concept and theme.
1: I think if you treat characters as real people, that will come across. That will just happen spontaneously because you've come up with this idea of aging backwards. And like, how do real people interact with a character who has, for example, the mentality of a five year old, but the body of a 65 year old like that's going to be right. It's going to say something about the way people treat people. People, Because he's going to react as a five-year-old, but they're going to treat him as a 65-year-old. And as long as they treat him realistically that way, we can see the distinction, the disjunction in like what he's thinking about, how he sees them and understands them and how they treat him and understand him because of his right. outward appearance that'll just come out yeah i think it could and then you right. know once you notice it in your writing you go back and you kind of like all right let me uh right. let me tweak you a little bit
0: yeah we've talked about this like in different concepts where i always yeah. talk about like go ahead and layer in like the meaning later <laughs> i do that all the time the people are like oh i love how you do this i'm like yeah me too
1: <laughs> the theme of our podcast is do something with your theme
0: yeah anyway uh thanks guys. If you enjoyed this episode, consider joining our Patreon. Your support helps us keep the show running. Find out more at patreon.com slash whyisthisgoodpodcast. And for industry news, writing tips, and great short fiction, join our Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash Naples Writers Workshop. You can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter at napleswritersworkshop.com.